Thanks for tuning in to the Ecom Growth Leaders podcast. This show is intended to highlight marketing and conversion techniques taught by today's leaders in the ecom world. I'll be interviewing the top marketers that are influencing the market, making an impact, scaling faster than their competitors, and doing good. I'm your host, Samir al Kamuni, founder and CEO of Fetch and Funnel, a performance marketing agency specializing in omni-channel media buying, creative production, and conversion optimization. If you enjoy anything from today's episode, I highly recommend checking out fetchfunnel.com and sign up for our email newsletter where I promise to only send you content you can learn from and apply directly into your business to improve results and scale. At the end of each episode, my goal is to have you feeling inspired and fired up by learning from today's top innovators, marketers, and entrepreneurs. Let's dig into another amazing story about a unique brand crushing it and learn from their success and learnings. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ecom Growth Leaders. I'm super excited to introduce our next guests. And they are just doing an amazing thing. It's a, an amazing social enterprise with an amazing mission, a father and son duo crushing it, the world's largest sock store. If you can't find fun socks that makes you happy on John's crazy socks, you're not going to find them anywhere else. John, Mark, super excited to have you guys here. Appreciate you taking the time. Would love to just start off by having you tell our audience more about John's Crazy Socks and, and what you guys sell and what the brand is well, all about. Samir, first, thank you for having us. Thank you We're, so much. I really appreciate really being here. It's always good to connect with people in Boston, right? Right. I love Boston. <laughs> <laughs> um, John's Crazy Socks. We are a social enterprise. And what's our purpose in life? I spreading happiness. Spreading happiness. Love it. And so, yeah, tell us a little bit about the brand. Just tell us well, more about, you know, what you guys are doing and, and what makes you well, so unique. why don't we share our origin story? Um, because origin stories give you your DNA. Right? So we just celebrated our fifth anniversary. So cast your mind back and we'll tell right where we, right in the beginning, right, John? Get that. So our story starts in a small log cabin in the woods. No. No. It starts in suburban Long Island, outside New York City. And where were you, buddy? I, I was in a hunting house where I, I, I got straight from school. John was in his last year of high school. And here's something yes. to know about John. He's an entrepreneur, a dancer, a dancer, an athlete, yep, I am a lover. A lover, and but, I am a dinosaur. But he also has Down syndrome. Um, and if you're anywhere in the United States, if you have a disability, you can stay in the school system until you're 21. And what's important about that is all your services and programs are right there in front of you. But once you turn 21, and it's known as the 21-year-old cliff, you're on your own. So John, it's his last year of school, trying to figure out what he's going to do. And right. what were you looking at? I, I, I look at a job. Program in school. I don't like the option I don't like. And this is an unfortunate reality. Is for many people with different abilities, the options aren't very good. Um, the unemployment rate of people with disabilities is double the national average. But that doesn't begin to tell the true story. 
fewer than one in five people with a disability are employed. There just aren't options. But John here, he's a natural entrepreneur. Yes, I am. If he didn't see a job he wanted, what were you going to do? I want to quit one, I want to make one. And what did you tell me? I said, I want to go into a with my dad and nice father and son banner together. Now, I'm real lucky. I've got three sons, and this is one I could work <laughs> with. So, you know. So, okay, we're going to start this business. You had a couple of ideas. We weren't going to pursue Right. It. But then right before Thanksgiving, you had your eureka moment. I did. I want to sell crazy socks. Why socks? It's fun. It's colorful. It's clear. I'll always let me be me. We, we used to drive around looking for these socks. So here's what we figured. If John loved these socks this much, surely other people would too. And we could find our tribe. Absolutely. We went the lean startup route. We said, let's, you know, don't, we skewed the detailed business plan. We said, let's get something up and running and see if there's a response. So you already had the name. I got a name. I told a website. We built a website on the Shopify platform. We got some inventory. We're bootstrapping, so you got to make do with what you have. The only marketing we did was to set up a Facebook page, and I would take out my cell phone, and we made videos. And, and who was in those videos? I am. I took for socks. Socks, socks, more socks. And we noticed those videos started getting shared. And what day did we open? We opened on Friday, December 9th, 2016. We didn't know what to expect. We were very fortunate. We got 42 orders the first day. Most of them were local. So what did we do with those orders? Our home deliveries. We got red boxes, put the socks in the box. Yes, we did. Looked at it and said it needs something else. So what else did you put in? I put a dick in there for me. And, and some candy, a uh, hundred kisses. We loaded up with Hershey's kisses, filled up the car, and we'd drive around. John would knock on doors. We were out some nights till 1030 at night, him knocking on doors. You know, just drive <laughs> here with your socks. But <laughs> um, how did customers respond? Our customers were upset, and they took a photo, took a pictures, and share on social media. A word against a spread. We had customers ordering again just to get John to come back to their house. Right. So, but I think that's, it's, it's important, you know, because you could see the ingredients of the business there. And by testing it, you learn something. So, you know, one. One, people want to buy socks. Two, people want to buy socks for me. Yeah, they related to John. They, they liked the fact we had pledged 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics. They like the personal touch of the thank you note and the candy. Something that surprised us was many people had a very emotional response because they knew somebody with Down syndrome or maybe with autism um, in their family or a relative. And then the other thing you learn is by doing, and you learn some things. So we learned that this young man, this old man, this old man, we could sell socks. Um, so that's how, you know, that took us through the first month. And at the end of that month, we had shipped 452 orders at 13,000 in revenue and said we could do something here. So what we've done is gone on and create a social enterprise 
social mission, and a business purpose all in one. And they feed off of each other. They are, yeah. uh, they're indivisible. Samir, if all we were doing was selling socks, you would not be talking to us. Right? At the same time, if it was just a kind of a cute story doing something nice, you wouldn't talk to us either. And what everything we do comes back to one purpose. A spreading happiness. Um, and you've been around, you know, companies, they come up with their mission statements. And nobody pays any attention. This drives everything we do, every decision. That's the criteria by which we measure it. And it's really a simple way to live. Are we going to make people happy? But we built it on five pillars. I is pretty in hope. Give it back. Fun prize. You can love. Make it personal. And make it a great place to work. We're going to spread happiness. you got to start here. Our colleagues got to love working here. we got to make it a place where they want to be. And where you know it's a, a mission worthy of their commitment. And everybody knows that their job is important. Making a personal connection with customers, it starts with those thank you notes. Right. But it's, it affects all of what we try to do. We're focused on building connections and relationships. We're focused on creating customer experiences. And that's from the way we answer the phones. It's, you know, it's, you know, so... When our happiness creators, that's our customer service role, we don't time phone calls, there's no script. You're actually having a human conversation. It's our packaging and the way it looks and the ingredients with the thank you note and that candy yep. and showing the picture of who packed the order. Um, the fun products you can love. Yeah, we have to be a great e-commerce business. You've got to have a great website. You've got to have great selection. We now have over 4,000 different sock choices, which makes John <laughs> the owner of the world's largest sock store. That's right. You are a sock tycoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? You've got a great products. We have over 29,000 five-star reviews. And the service has to be great. We do same-day shipping. An order comes in today, it's going out today. And one of the things we do, we, we give, we talk a one-year guarantee. We give a lifetime guarantee on happiness. If at any point you're not happy, let us know. You don't have to send anything back. We're going to refund your money. We're going to send you extra socks. Our folks know anybody can spend 200 hours without asking on any customer. What are the results of that? Our refund rate is less than one half of 1% of our revenue. Customers are happy. It's, we don't fight with people. It's what can we do to take care of you? Then, then there's the giving back, which is baked into everything we do. It's not, okay, if we make a pile of money, do we, you want to write a check and give some away. So we started by pledging 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics. Right. And why the Special Olympics? I am a Special Olympic athlete. That he is, right? Right, I am. 
four sports. And, uh, um, you even gave yourself a nickname in a Special Olympics. I did. What is it? Uh, Big Sexy. Big Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, here's what that's led to. John has now donated over $100,000 to the Special Olympics. No Special Olympic athlete has ever done that before. But we've gone on to create products that raise awareness and raise funds for causes. So what was the first awareness sock you created? Uh, first one is a bondage from awareness socks. Well, we have autism awareness socks. Yeah, as a policy, we have a healthcare superhero socks right. to so the frontline workers. We should tell folks about that, right? It's the pandemic comes in 2020. Yes. It was bad for our business. We're down Long Island. It was very bad here. What could we do? Well, one of the things we did, you know, we, we made socks. Right. So we made healthcare superhero socks to say thank you to the frontline COVID-19 workers. And those have raised over $50,000 for the American Nurses Foundation's COVID-19 fund. Um, it, it's not that you know, $50,000 in the scheme of things is small, but it was a lot for us. And it's what we can do. Yeah, it's still amazing. Um, yeah. But most of all, what we're doing is showing what's possible. We're showing what entrepreneurism can do. We're showing the power of the social enterprise. And we're showing that a young man who happens to have Down syndrome could have a dream. And it was possible to create a business, a business based on love and spreading happiness. And we're showing what people with differing abilities can do. So we've been able to create 31 jobs. 22 of those are held by people with different abilities. And now we want to show the world. So we create content all the time. Videos and pictures yeah. and events that we hold. We um, host school tours and uh, work groups. Work groups and uh, a big engagement. We've, pre-pandemic, we crisscrossed Canada, the U.S., right. and Mexico. Now we get to speak around the world. We've spoken... In the past year, we spoke at three different conferences in India, um, all just to share the story and show, look what can happen. And part of that is advocacy work. We've testified twice before the U.S. Congress. We've spoken at the United Nations. Right. We've been very fortunate because we have a platform. And people will listen to us because of the success of the business. But then that creates an obligation for us to take advantage of that and do something with it. So that's, you roll that up, you get John's crazy socks. And that enables us to connect with customers, to grow a business, and then to reach out and attract others. I love that. Yeah, giving back and, and yeah, keep spreading happiness. Making making customers happy, making employees happy. Oh, well, idea, right? right. <laughs> it seems so simple. Like you, you've heard the old line, the customer is always right. Nonsense. The customer can't be dead wrong. True. But we're not in the business of being right. We're in the business of making customers happy. So so here's the dilemma that unfortunately a lot of companies face. You ship a product, um, we still use the post office for small packages. Nobody beats them uh, delivering to the door the small packages. You track the package. It says it's been delivered. 
and the customer says, I don't have it. What do you do? We send it again. When we ask them to look, we're not going to fight with them. We, you know, we could say, well, we gave it to the post office, fight with them. That's not going to make you happy. Um, you know, or you, you kind of get to create the world in which you want to live. We have no excuses. We can't blame it on the board. We can't blame it on nope. headquarters. Right. It's what we all decide to do here. It's not just us. It's, we, we've got a great team. So here's an example. A few months ago, a customer called up and wanted to place an order for socks over the phone. Now, let's be clear. We don't do phone orders. We only sell online. Unless you call up and say, can I place an order on the phone? Of course, we're going to take care of you. And we joke. It frequently seems these are grandmothers from Indiana that this World Wide Web is something new. And, and this particular woman didn't want to pay what a credit card is. said, I'll mail you a check. So we, we took the order, and she's going to mail the check. And we made a mistake. We didn't pull the order right away. We waited for the check to arrive. And when the check arrived, one of the socks that she ordered was out of stock. I happen to overhear this and say, okay, why didn't we mail it right away? Why don't we just send her the order? And got a reasonable response. Well, we had to make sure we got the check first. Okay. So, Samir, if in this conversation you said, Mark, I'm going to send you a check, would you send that check? I definitely would. So this wasn't a random person. This was somebody we had a conversation with. So, so why don't we just do this? Somebody says they're going to mail us a check. Let's assume they will. Let's trust them. And we'll send a package out. And one of our younger colleagues said, can we do that? We can do whatever the hell we want to do. Of course we can do that. <laughs> and so, well, what if it's really expensive? It's over $100. Who cares? Let's trust folks. I went back and looked. In five years, nobody's ever bounced a check. Now, understand, we're a real business. We need to make money. Um, if you don't mail us that check, well, John's got two older brothers who are large. Oh, yeah. Physically imposing, and they'll show up at your door. But we're going to start by trusting people. And isn't that a better place to live? You don't, yep. you don't fight Absolutely. with customers. It's... What can we do for you? Um, and it turns out the more fun things we do, the better it is for business. And some of this sounds too trite almost. What do you say the keys to happiness? A key is a crisis and do for others. And in fact, the more we do for people, the better off we are. Right. Um, and it's working. Love it. I love it. Um, yeah, that's I absolutely love it. So doing so many components, right? And, and the way that you're looking at running the business is, is like you said, it's, it's, it feels unique. It's, it doesn't sound unique, but it, it is in this day and age. Right. But I'm curious sort of how you define success at the company and, and, and how is it measured? Cause it feels like you have so many unique components to it. So many, you know, almost like missions drawn into one. I'm so curious just how you, well, how you measure that success. It's all interconnected. It's all woven together. So we have to start by being able to 
talk, and we talk all the time about what does it mean to be spreading happiness, and we get by it. We, it can't be John and I cook something up and we tell others what to do. Right. Everybody is on board. Um, how do we measure success? There are multiple ways. But for, you know, I was just going over our monthly reports. So here are some of the key indicators, like everybody else. What's happening with revenue? People will vote with their dollars. We're always measuring customer feedback. So what's happening with our reviews? What's happening with our net promoter score? What's happening with our employment levels? And what's happening with our um, uh, donations? Those are the big things that we're checking because that's what we're being committed to. Um, you know, I can share our, you know, our overall strategy is drive the mission. The more we can drive our purpose, the more it raises our brand. And once we do that, then we can go and sell, and we want it, we can sell everywhere. So we started by selling directly online. We have evolved into selling business to business, right. and now we are um, committed. Uh, we're, we're finally starting to market that. And this year, one of our objectives, we've only had four, was to enter the wholesale market uh, by the fourth quarter. We already have a commitment from Kohl's. They're going to put us in 600 stores um, for the fourth quarter. Well, how did that happen? They came to us because they heard of the story. And they were interested, how can we do business with you? Um, you know, we've already, we just got started with Zappos um, because they came to us. So um, it's the more you push that brand, the more recognition you're going to get. And it's not some overnight thing, and it's not, you can't fake it. Uh, and we, we, here's an example. It's... January of 2017, we're just getting started. Um, we're learning firsthand. Nobody buys anything in January because they spent all their money to holidays. And that's when we discover that people celebrate World Down Syndrome Day. What day is that? A day is a March 21st, a World Down Syndrome Day. March 21st, because you get Down Syndrome by having an extra 21st chromosome. Three twenty-first chromosomes, such March 21st. Anyway, we find out that people celebrate that day by wearing crazy socks. You, you would have thought we knew that ahead of time, but we're not that smart. So we said, great. At that point, we're only reselling other people's socks. Let's go and find a Down syndrome sock, a Down syndrome-themed sock that we could sell. None existed. Nobody made one. You said... I said, I want to make one, I want to create one. He's that natural entrepreneur. He said, I will make one. So that's what we did. Today, lots of different companies make a Down syndrome awareness sock because they thought we had some success with it. But they don't have John. They don't have the commitment we have. Right. They're not out there supporting the National Down Syndrome Society. They're not out there like we put together a Down Syndrome Superbox, which had 21 items in it 
from Down syndrome entrepreneurial businesses. So businesses run by a person with Down syndrome. And we put that in a box so we could introduce our customers to these other businesses. You, you can't fake that, right? You, you got to believe. And then who we are becomes manifest in everything we do. Uh, just, so when you ask, how do we measure that success? You, no one person could think of all these different things. You all have to be committed and be looking to create, to carry out this purpose. And then you will find a myriad of ways of doing it. I love that. And, and a lot of businesses are, right? Chasing the money, chasing the dollars, chasing the revenue, month-on-month growth, right? But to your point, it's even, yeah, with everything else you're doing will almost drive that yeah. growth as it is, right? And then, and then not only that, but you're super important about how you treat your team members and, and, and how they're treated and their happiness and all of those other components that gets ignored. Right. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I know it wholeheartedly at Fetch and Funnel, it's super important to me how the team feels and all of those kinds of things. And, and it's, yeah, it's, it's super important that it gets lost easily in this day and age. Right. And even remote gets even more difficult, you know, in this day and age. Um, you want to make a difference and you want to connect and it's, it helps. It took, it was a very difficult process and we really struggled at points, but it helps that we found the perfect strategic partner because they've been in business for 60 some odd years, making socks with department stores and, and for uh, brand names. They know you don't do it overnight. We're in it for the long haul. Now we started this business so John would have meaningful work his whole life. Right. It's not, let's, let's set something up and sell it and go to Bimini. What are we going to do? Land on a beach in Bimini. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think, John's having, I think John's having too much fun. He wants to keep selling crazy well, that's, socks. That's it. I mean, I'll, I'll give you, uh, there are a couple of great anecdotes with John. Well, many. But, but here's one of... Um, we had attended a Special Olympic fundraiser in Manhattan that John had gotten up on the stage. We helped him raise some money. And it was a young professional mixer, so it was at a hot club, a lot of Wall Street type. And we get home about 3 in the morning. And I say, John, listen, you haven't had a day off in ages. Why don't you just sleep in tomorrow? Take the day off. Oh, okay. So I get up. I come down to the office. And about 10.30, who comes walking in but John? I said, what are you doing? Just I took an Uber to the office. I got things to do today. <laughs> there you go. Um, right? Or, or a time when uh, much of what's happened to us is fantastical. We've been so fortunate. So on this particular day, we started on Capitol Hill, meeting with some uh, legislators. And at noon, John was giving an award on behalf of the National Down Syndrome Society, to Chuck Schumer, right? Right. We hop in the Excella, uh, we come up to New York, because we're speaking at an event that night where they're going to honor us, and we're going to help them raise some money. Well, we get in a cab, and, and we had been traveling a lot, and so it had been weeks since we really had a day off with the travel and stuff, and I'm worried about John, is, is it too much? Is he missing home? Getting overworked? We hop in a cab, and he looks at me and says, Dad, we have to talk. Ooh, okay, what's the matter? 
it's too much. The trains and the planes and the hotels, it's too much. Like, oh, are you missing home? Are you tired? What, what is it? No, I think we're spending too much money on all this. Like, well, you know, in many of these cases, or most of these cases, somebody else is paying for our travel. He pauses, he looks at me, he goes, oh, we should do more of it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> right, bud? Yeah. <laughs> but, but here's another thing. So nobody could plan for the pandemic. And for our particular business, it hurt. It was bad. We lost a lot of money because we're very seasonal. And in the spring, a lot of our sales depend upon public events. Everything got wiped out. We had media appearances lined up. Everything got wiped out. What do you do? Well, when you know what your purpose is, that allows you have some resilience. So the first thing you do is, well, what can we, how do we adapt? So we move our tours online. What's that do? We've had schools now from around the world come to visit our place. You move your speaking engagements online. But then you can also look and see what else can we do? What, what new opportunities does it create? So some simple ones, we start selling masks. We listen to a lot of charities that had their in-person events wiped out. So we created a touchless and remote charity fundraising program. We have a mission to spread happiness. People right. are now locked up at home. So what do you do every Tuesday afternoon? Every Tuesday, I hold a dance party every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Uh, 3, 3 Eastern time. John hosts an online dance party. We've had a hundred people dancing on Zoom yeah. every Tuesday afternoon. What better way to spread happiness? It's, it, it gives you that resilience and flexibility to be able to withstand a pandemic. Yeah, I love that. Um, looking for unique ways to continue to spread happiness, looking for unique ways to get the brand out there. Yeah, and I, and I love that it's all, it's all baked into... Into just trying to make everybody happy, yeah, right? It's, it's, it's not. Yeah, right. it's, I mean, here's an example. We, <laughs> um, our colleague Christy manages our social media and our push market, our email, and now SMS. I don't sit here and tell Christy do this. I don't dictate things. She's the one that creates that. So you know, a little bit of who, not how. You want to get the right who's doing things. But the only way to make it is because she buys in. And then that drives what she does. And it's really creative. And her and John are having a blast on TikTok. Yeah. And connecting with all sorts of people. And now we've done cross promotions with some big influencers. Um, just because they're out there, they having fun and trying different things. Right. Um, but you can't run that from a you, you can't run that in a top-down organization. It's It's got to be, we get talented people that are buying in, that want to share the purpose, and then we put them in a position to succeed, right? So in that sense, 
I'm at the bottom of the org chart. My job is to work for everybody else so that they can do a, go and do a great job. It's, That's awesome. They're going to rally behind you. We've been very fortunate. That's awesome. So curious, what would you consider to be your biggest success so far? It could be more than one, but yeah, any specific breakthroughs or? Well, one, to be in business for five years. And people, we, we, we were very close to bankruptcy at one point because we were underfinanced. And I made some poor decisions where we got ahead of ourselves. Um, uh, businesses don't appreciate, you know, but many people don't appreciate how hard it is to keep doing it. You know, more than half of businesses fail within five years. So you do that. Yep. Another is that I think we have weathered some storms and we're still here sticking to our values and knowing what our values are um, and showing what we're doing. And it, and it becomes, you know, if you, if you want to crystallize it in moments, to sit at the Capitol before the House Small Business Committee with my son and be able to share what we do um, and talk about the value, the business argument for hiring people with different abilities. How awesome is that? But that's only possible because we do everything else. It's the best thing here is when we're busy and the place is full and it's full of activity and you see people like, and one of the things we do when we get a new employee, uh, we have a check ceremony because so many of our colleagues have never had a job before. So we gather around and we give people their first paychecks. How awesome is that? Oh, yeah, and empowering, and yeah. So yeah. we are so fortunate to be able to witness and see what we do. I mean, here, I'll give you an example. I'm sorry, I'll go on all day. You've got to stop me. Come uh, about <laughs> Thomas, all right? Uh-huh. So Thomas is one of our sock wranglers. His mother called us up in October of 17, saying, I hear you hire people like my son. I want you to give my son a job. One of our colleagues said, well, you know, when we have an opening, we'll post it and check back. She called every day because that's what moms will do. And I spoke to her and I said, tell me about Thomas. She said, well, he's a young man with autism and he's in his early 20s. He's in a very bad way. He's very depressed. We have trouble getting him to come out of his room. Doesn't want to shower or shave. Can't get him to join any programs. And he hasn't spoken to his father in over six months. Okay, sounds like a wonderful employee. Um, when we had an opening, we called her up and said, bring Thomas out. Now, our starting job was, at that point was $15 an hour as a sock wrangler. And to get that, we, you know, if you get to know us, you'd find out John here is a very nice guy. I am not. Um, if you're going to work here, you got to produce. So we'll train you, but to get that job, you have to pass the sock wrangler test. You have to pick six orders in 30 minutes or less and be accurate. Thomas passes that test like he was put on this earth to pick orders in a, in a fulfillment shop. You know? So where are we at today? 
On the days he works, Thomas is up at 6.30 in the morning, showered and shaved, and waiting for his father to drive him to work. And the young man who wouldn't look at you and wouldn't talk comes in and goes around and says good morning to everybody. How awesome. And, and I want to be really clear. John and I, we did nothing. All we did was hire a good employee. We were willing to give him an opportunity. And look what happens. You know, so we've met a lot of people. We've been fortunate to meet movie stars, TV stars, and elected officials, and you became suck buddies with President Bush. Right. Right? But we got to meet Thomas. And we got a lot of that here. How great. Yeah, and, and spreading that word is amazing too, right? Because uh, plenty of businesses can do the same. They don't have to be in the emission-driven, focused business, right? They could, they still have those jobs to fill. And they can still offer those opportunities to those individuals. We, uh, yes, and and we do this because we're running a business. We're doing it because it helps our business. And when it comes to marketing, it's sharing the story. So that customers know, you know, we we have customers that come to us in one of two ways. They come to us because they heard the story. And that may have been through one of our charity partners or some event we're at. Or they come to us because we're the world's largest sock store. We have better choice than anybody else. And we got great socks and great service. But if you come to us for those socks, then you find out the rest of the story and they fall in love. And if you come to us because you like the story, you find out, oh, my God. I can get whatever I want here, right? I can get socks forever. Right. Um, can wear a different pair of socks every single day, huh? Well, nobody bought, uh, last year for the holidays, like I said, we get to have fun. So for the first time, we put out a version of a holiday catalog. Um, but two of the gifts in there, one was a complete sock drawer. And we had a whole bunch of people buy that. You'll get 18 socks and a bunch of different things. So you will give you everything you need in socks. The other, which nobody got, but this, maybe maybe this upcoming year they will, is socks for a year. 365 different pairs of socks picked out by John in a giant trunk. Um, <laughs> Love it. Love it. So curious of... Maybe tell us a couple of your biggest growth levers that you've been able to pull for the business. I know we've talked about a, a couple of them, but yeah, really curious about what those look like and why you feel like they were so well, successful. It's, right. It's multi-channel. Um, we grew a lot on social media, particularly Facebook. Now Facebook has evolved. Um, part of that is looking not to sell, but looking to engage sharing what people what will connect with people you know kind of empathy um and that will lead to sales right when you stop trying to sell you'll get sales so that was very important to us the organic growth through social media and that's still important to us and every marketer knows market here knows 
your email list may be the single most valuable thing you have. Right? Because we have 240,000 Facebook followers, but we know they belong to Facebook. I can't just bring them, you know, contact them all. So we built our email list. People trust us when they give us that letter, their name and their email. And you have to treat it that way. So we're very careful. We don't share it with anybody else. Um, we don't take advantage of, of people. We only send emails to people that are going to open their emails. So we're sending it to about a third of the names on our list. We have over a quarter million people on our list. We only send it to people that are going to open. So one of our regular emails is John's Friday note. Hey. That's not to sell. It's just to connect. And John shares what he's doing. Or shares something that's happened or some advice or something. Right. And so you get a 30, 35% open rate, um, which, okay, you're doing that. So email is very important to us. It accounts for about 28 to 30% of our revenue. Um, we do digital advertising. We do some search ads and uh, social ads. The search ads are more successful than the social ads. And we do a lot that's related to just pursuing the mission and doing things that leads then to media coverage and uh, more social sharing, referrals and, and social sharing. So um, we've been very fortunate. We've been on Fox and Friends a dozen times. Uh, CBS Evening News has done things on us. And, New York local WPIX and News 12 have us on frequently. Um, not because we're hawking a sale, but because there's something that's interesting going on that their viewers want to see, and they'll help tell the story. And then they found out that John's pretty good on the media, huh? My idea. Um, so a lot of what we do, you know, sharing exactly, you know, stuff going on. So for 2022, we laid out, we want to do 10 uh, podcast guest appearances a month. We're about to release our own podcast, the Spreading Happiness podcast. We want to make sure we're doing at least four speaking engagements a month because that's letting us get out there. And we're so grateful you had us on your show to tell the story and connect with more people and change some minds. And if we do that, oh, they'll buy socks along the way. So, you know, if I come back, you ask about levers, we're pressing that social media leverage. We're, lever, we're driving a lot through push media. We've moved into SMS. We've had more, much more successful with email than SMS. Um, yes, we do some digital advertising, um, and it's public appearances, speaking engagements, and building on those. The multi-channel, the, the looking at it from a, a engagement perspective, not as just trying to use it to sell. Um, then the, you know, telling the story, telling the mission, that's great. But then on the other hand, it's just, yeah, it's just getting people to engage using the channels, um, to, to continue that, right. To, to, to get people interested in, in, 
not only the story, but like you said, just what's going on in John's life, what's going on in your lives, what's going on inside the business. I mean, that's something that so many brands lose these days on email, right? It's sort of the the old school way of running good email marketing was, you know, get to know, right? Get to know people, get to know the individual, get to know the brand, get to know what's going on. Don't sell. You can, you can have your sales, you can run your promotional emails and you've got to run those of course, but you know, a minimum of one third of your emails should just be, you know, getting to know the brand and getting to know what's going on and, and, you know, getting an inside glimpse and all that kind of stuff, which, does better selling, I would argue, than than sales emails and promotional emails and, and things like yes. that. Yes, and then your customers care and they tell other people. You know, when you wow yep. them, they become your best salespeople. Um, they're turning us on to other people. It's uh, last year we struck up a relationship with the American Cancer Society to work with them on their Gold Together campaign to fight pediatric cancer. We did everything we could to work with them to promote that. We did visits to children's hospitals. We made videos. None of that had anything to do with sales. But the more you do that, the more sales you're going to get. And that's not being cynical. That's, yes. no. that's how you connect with people. So we don't go in talking about, well, what are you going to do for us? Or how are you going to? help us sell which what can we do what can we do to make a difference what can we do to have an impact um but then you get attention and people if you're going to sell the cheapest item you will always have a market you people will always be willing to pay the least amount but increasingly consumers are saying Wait a second. Before I give you my money, who are you? How do you treat your employees? How do you treat the environment? How do you treat the community? What are you doing? And in general, if you have a social a social enterprise, if you're a social entrepreneur, uh, but more specifically a business like ours, we'll be glad to tell you. And and here say so now the experience becomes you're not just buying socks. You're helping employ people. You're helping give back. When you see John and our colleagues running at a, at a Special Olympic meet, you're feeling good because you helped do that. Yeah, no, that's great. And then and then the, the role that creative and content is playing and the way that you're using that and, yeah, cross-channel, across different mediums. And it has to run through is, everything you do. So right, here's an example. You, you know... Black Friday and Cyber Monday are real. <laughs> we don't talk about them. We have Gratitude Week because that fits in with us. And it starts the Tuesday before and before Thanksgiving and it runs through Thanksgiving. We have Gratitude Week because we're going to say thank you to our customers. And we give back every day in a different way. Um, Thanksgiving, it may sound hokey, but it's who we are. We run nothing on Thanksgiving. I mean, you don't, we don't shut the website down, but we're not sending you emails. We're not running ads um, because it's Thanksgiving. Uh, we run a 12 days of giving at Christmas where every day, every one of those days, for we donate a dollar for every order to one of our charity partners. 
it's got to be in keeping with who you are. Um, or here's one when it comes to products. Here's four guidelines. It's got to be fun. It's got to spread happiness. And John's got to get behind it. So two or three years ago, somebody here ordered some socks that said, yo, bitch. Now, I can tell you those socks will sell. But we're not selling those socks. That's not, not who we are. We're, we had somebody recently, a consultant was bringing in somebody that um, they claimed that they could scrape names and emails from Facebook and Instagram. And if you gave them a competitor, they'll get you all their names. Then you can do email campaigns and run um, social media campaigns. And I'm listening to this and I'm saying, okay. But the people whose names you're getting, if I call up Facebook, they're not going to give them to me. Because those people didn't give permission. And you're asking to do this. Like, yeah, but Mark, everybody does this. And you're going to make this money and this and that. I'm like, well, we're not. It's not who we are. You know, when, when a guy that did the introduction says, well, I told you, he's very moral. I'm not freaking moral. I'm just another schlub coming along. But I can tell you, if you want to have trust, if you want to have customers, you can't do that. Um, and that seems simple to me. And if you treat people right, they'll stay around. They'll be there. It's, yep. it's not hard. Yep. Yeah. Sticking to the values and, and people know, I mean, they, they could, they could sniff right through that stuff quickly. Right. And, and I'm with you. I mean, it's, it's super important to we, we yeah, get, stay. We get asked, you know, what's the most important thing? Can you give me one bit. I, said, I don't know what that is, but one thing I know, you have to know your purpose, right? It's the Simon Sinek, know your why, because that's going to be your North star. And there are going to be times when it's going to be really hard and you're going to get spun around. But you got to know your North Star and what it's about. you got to know your values. Because your values are going to keep you moving in the right direction. And if, But it can't be lip service. You know, it's our spreading happiness. If you walk in here, there's a big neon sign that says spreading happiness. It lights up everything we do. And it affects everything you do. You, you have to believe. You can't... You're never going to be happy if you say one thing and you do something else. It's got to be. And then it, it affects everything you do. So we're in the midst of moving. We're, we're, we're going to be moving to larger space, larger, um, uh, larger warehouse. When we get the team together, well, we're going to pick the colors we want. And they're going to be fun, happy colors. And they're going to make you feel good when you walk in. It's not going to be drab, you know, white. We're going to have big blue walls and green walls. And, um, that's a small thing. But it's everything you do. Love it. John, what color wall are you going to choose? Blue. Blue? You're in your blue phase? You yeah. want Picasso? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious in closing to both of you, what excites you the most in the year ahead? Um, more generally, it's reaching more folks. We're excited that we'll be growing that B2B and, and the wholesale business. 
but we're also going to roll out, it's one of our four key initiatives, a, a new program called JCS Champions. We'll start enrolling people in October. We are going to put people with differing abilities into their own business. We're going to give them a business in a box that will enable them to create a micro business. We'll give them a stand, we'll give them inventory and training, we're gonna set them up. And once we start, over a five year period, we are going to put 1,000 people into business. We're gonna light up this country and show what people with different abilities can do. We're incredibly excited about that. That's super exciting. I, I love that. That's amazing. John, how about you? What's got you most excited for this upcoming year? What do you want to be doing? Um, I, want, I want to think about it. You want to think about it? More dancing? You got, we got that Jeep thing we may be doing of design the Jeep. And yeah, yeah I want to do the Jeep. Um, yeah, I do. Lots, we got lots of stuff cooking. More dancing, awesome. more travel. I know you want to get to Memphis. Oh, uh, yeah. I really want to go uh, Memphis. Memphis and Nashville. I do. Got to get down to Nashville, go to the Ryman Auditorium. Sound good? Oh, you're going to be doing a bunch of dancing in Nashville. Yeah, we are. And we're very excited. I'm particularly excited. It's a small thing, but we just got invited to speak at a conference in Fargo, North Dakota. And this has me excited because that means I was waiting for North Dakota that I will have visited every one of the lower 48 states. I was waiting to get to North Dakota, and now we're going to Fargo. Make you happy? It makes me happy. I'm excited. I'm really happy for you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's in a couple of months when it gets a little warmer. <laughs> Well, John, a.k.a. Big Sexy, and Mark, I really appreciate it, you guys. Awesome what you're doing. I encourage everybody to check out John's Crazy Socks at johnscrazysocks.com. If you don't have an internet connection, they I heard they may or may not take phone and orders we'll over the phone. Deliver to your home if we're traveling. And if, <laughs> if folks want to get hold of us, we're on all the social media platforms. And if you want to get a hold of us personally, reach out to us on email at service at johnscrazysocks.com. Um, we're always trying to And I'm looking forward to the Spreading Happiness podcast. I'm going to look forward to that. I'm looking yeah, forward to that. It's uh, sharing what's going on with John, telling some jokes, uh, updates on John's love life, sharing some good news. Um, it'll put a smile on your face. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks, you guys. I really appreciate it. It's been an honor meeting Thank you. Thank you. Super, super excited for your success and to continue watching you guys grow. This is great. Appreciate it. Samir El Kamuni here. Thank you so much for listening to Ecom Growth Leaders podcast. If you are a successful brand that is crushing it and would like to be on this program, please visit go.ecomgrowthleaders.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, please share this episode on social media. 
do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on social. Ecom Growth Leaders is sponsored by Fetch and Funnel, a performance marketing agency specializing in omni-channel media buying, creative production, and conversion optimization. We've partnered with 100 plus brands and generated over 500 million for clients using our trademarked Fetch and Funnel method. There's tons of content over our, at our blog, fetchfunnel.com slash blog, and also some amazing eBooks like How to Crush Your Competitors and How to Produce High Converting Creative. Thanks again for listening to Ecom Growth Leaders. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so to make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and it means a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, fetchfunnel.com, or follow us on social. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.